How many here are ready for a word from God today? Amen. Amen. Let me get started today. America today is at a spiritual junction. How many agree with that? The same place that brought on the American Revolution. The American Revolution of 1763 was fought by great men to form a new nation under God, governed by the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, to protect our freedom. And today we are in a fight against a democratic party who seek to undermine, to remove our rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. They want to gain control and dismantle the, sancti- the sanctity of life, religious freedom, the right to bear arms, and remove for us the multiple other rights, many other rights they want to take from us. How many are ready to fight? Yes. Hallelujah. Today, their wicked intentions come in the form of Black Lives Matters, Antifa, the Ku Klux Klan, and many other things. They're actually part, they're an arm of the Democratic Party today. And other, many other terrorist groups which, are, which, which, which seek to take and, and cause havoc and, and, and stop the freedom we have. Never has it been so important what you do now, who you vote for, and what side you choose. How you stand up and let your voice be heard is so important, so critical right now. The real reason for the mass, the, the real reason why they want you to wear the mass is to silence the church. How, how many find out it's hard to hear somebody that's, that's talking to you through a mask? See, it would not only determine the future for the next generation, but how soon judgment from God will come, because surely it's coming. Because the track has already been laid. The pronouncement has already been given. Judgment. America is, is going to be judged. The only thing that's keeping the church from judgment is the church. That's, that's, that's preventing the judgment from coming right now. Because if God spared uh, uh, others, as Sodom and Gomorrah, if he spared them, surely he's going to spare America. Because there's, there's actually more than one, more than ten. Hallelujah. I don't believe God is going to tarry because we're at, at the two days. God said there was, there was uh, there's four days he, he created the earth and, and, and seven days on the seventh day he rested. And we're in 2,000 years right now and they're almost up. And Jesus said, behold, I come quickly. He's, he's going to come as a thief of the night, he said, and surprise people that aren't ready. The old saying is true, ready or not, here I come. That's actually where it comes from. The problem is the body of Christ, his church, is not ready for what's coming. That's why God allowed a worldwide shaking to shake every business, every city, every continent, and his church. That's the real reason, was to shake his church. Haggai, the second chapter, verse 6 and 7, says, For thus says the Lord of hosts, yet once, it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea, and the dry land, and I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come. And I will fill this house of the Lord with glory, says the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're, we're right in the middle of a, of a worldwide shaking. God's shaking everything, but you know what? There's a glory that's coming that's going to be unprecedented in, in the history of the church. Amen. And this pandemic is all part of getting the true church ready for the glory of God. See, the enemy did it for evil, but God is, is turning it around for good. Amen. Amen. God has taken the entire world through a sifting process. I mean, how, many, how many feel the sifting process? Yes. Separating the sheep from the goats. That's right. Exposing the idolatry and revealing the real from the counterfeit and fake. There's so much fake in the church, so much fake in the world. Fake, fake everything. Tradition that makes the word of God of none effect has held its grip on the church and it's time to let that go. Get tradition out of the church and get the word of God back into the hearts of the people. Everything is accelerating. Lying is accelerating. Time is accelerating. Earthquakes. Wicked men and women are accelerating. In 1900, there were, there were only 21 earthquakes. 
21 earthquakes in 1900. Today, we see about 20,000 earthquakes a year, and of those 15 are a magnitude of 7 or higher. So from 1900 to today, we've seen an increase of 20,000 a year from 21. You don't think, you're not telling me something is going on? The earth is literally groaning. That's what the Bible says. See, the, the liberal Democrats blaming on fossil fuels, you know, cows passing gas, but it's really caused by millions of people going into hell and because people are the ones that are feeling, they're feeling the fires of hell. Yes. That's really what the word says. Millions of people are going into hell. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Therefore, hell has enlarged itself without measure. People are the fuel of hell. Where is hell? It's in the center of the earth. That's where it is. See, there have been 4,000 years from Adam to the cross. Or you might say four days. One, one day with the Lord is, at, is, uh, is as a thousand years. So there have been uh, four days from, from Adam to the cross. There have been, we're in 2020. So there have been two, 2020 years from the crucifixion to the day are two days. And, there are, and the Bible says there's a thousand years are one day laid aside after the rapture and Satan is bound up. So we are at the very end of the sixth day. Now how, how long is that time period? How much longer is that sixth day before? See, we don't know the exact day or time, but the clock began to count down when Israel became a nation in 1948. That started the clock down to that generation that that's going to see the coming of the Lord. I believe some people are going to be alive to see the coming of the Lord. It's closer than what we think it is. Genesis 15, 13 says that generation is 100 years. So if you take 1948, you add 100 years, that's 2048. And if you take up seven years for the rapture, that's 2041. We don't know the exact time of the date, but, but we're in 2020, 2041. You're talking about 20 years. And I've heard some preachers that prophesy it's going to be less than 10 years. Do you have time to fool around? Do you have time to play games? But the church is, is <laughs> it's hard to find the church today. But the church, I've I got some news for you. The remnant church is, is, is coming alive today. Yes. Hallelujah. So we are clearly in the last of the last days and don't have a lot of time to prepare for the harvest because that's really what it's all about. It's about the, the, the third great awakening, the, the, the great harvest that's about to come. Can you imagine over a billion people coming to the Lord all at once? Great harvest. In the book of Joshua, Gideon, Israel's leader, received a word of an attack by an army of more than 100,000. The Israel army was only 32,000. And God told Gideon, there's too many to fight the enemy and get the victory that I want. So here's what you do. You tell all that was afraid, all the scaredy cats to go home. And the Bible says 22,000 went home. The pandemic hit and, 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 and you know what? All the scaredy cats went home. And most of them are still there because they're afraid. Even though the President Trump and, and, and our governor said the church is essential... Open up. Stay open. Did they? No. The, the river church did. Amen. The river church stayed open. There's a few handful that stayed open. But the majority, 99.9% went home. And many, I, I heard a preacher this morning say one third of, of those who, who left the church and stayed home, one third aren't coming back. There was already over, over 300 churches a month closing their doors in America. Now it's, what's the percentage down? But I, I got some news. If a thousand churches close their doors, when this is over, when God's glory comes, 10,000 times 10,000 are going to open. Amen. Amen. One, thing's, one thing's for sure, there's going to be a lot of, next year, there's going to be a lot of empty buildings for, for preachers to go in and buy. Because there's going to be a lot of empty churches to buy. Amen. We're going to have a church next year. We're going to have a building next year. Somebody say amen. Amen. America is right now in a time of change, a time of transition. In transition, everything is shifting. The only thing stable is God. God designed transition so that you couldn't depend on anything but Him. 
What did God say was coming after the shaking? The glory of God is coming back to the church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said he, well, he came on the day of Pentecost. But actually when you, when, you, when you understand what's going on today, there's been a slowly decline, decline over the years. Of, and many churches have pushed the Holy Spirit out of the church. Everything from the book of Acts to now will come like a tsunami. Let me tell you, there is a tsunami coming to the church. All the gifts, all the anointings. For one last move of God to glean that great harvest of souls. How many here are going to be part of that? How many of those who, who see this will be part of it? This transition is about learning to carry the weight of glory. Learning is not about you. It's not about you. It's about Him. But in order to carry the glory, God has to loose the believers from bondage and to qualify them. There's a qualification taken on. When they, in the Old Testament, when they used to sacrifice a lamb, they had to qualify that lamb. They had to qualify whatever the sacrifice was. They couldn't give anything that was blemished and, and, and had, had problems. They qualified it to be the best. Jesus was qualified to be the, the lamb that slain from the foundation. He qualified to be the only one worthy, worthy to receive glory. Amen. But God's qualifying the church right now. God right now is calling all believers to repent of all idolatry. Repent and get rid of all the golden calves. Repent and get rid of the little foxes. Repent and get rid of gossip, complaining, backbiting. Repent and get rid of petty issues. And reveal what's hiding. What's really hiding. What the real you are. There's some believers, we have no idea who they really are. Because they have so so many masks in the church. And they're so fake. But God wants to know, reveal the real you. And that's what the shaking is for. To strip off all, all the, strip it off. What doesn't belong there. Have you ever seen a time where there's so, so many lie and aren't afraid? The Democrats are lying. Fake news are lying. It's unbelievable. Revelation 21.8. Says, but the fearful, the unbelieving, the abominable. Murderers, whoremongers, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars have their part in the lake of fire. What's our job? To preach the gospel and tell them there's a, there's a fire coming if you don't straighten up. So many believers today have mixed themselves with the impure. And it's time for God to clean it up. Amen, somebody? Amen. Paul said it, said it this way. Knowing the terror of the Lord, we, persu- we persuade men. What terror from what? From hell. You know, there's preachers today who actually preach that there is no hell. They're preaching false doctrine. There's preachers today who preach there's no reason to repent. Uh, to repent, you know, if you're saved, you know, you don't have to do it again. They're preaching false doctrine. Let me tell you, those who resist the Holy Spirit during this time of shaking uh, to get rid of the junk in the trunk will walk in deception and damnation. And, and some will. Hebrews 4.19 says, So we see the Israelites could not enter into the rest, the promised land, because of unbelief. That word unbelief here is rendered disobedience. In other words, not willing to listen to God, not willing to change, not willing to surrender, which caused their hearts to harden and ultimately turn from God. That's, that's why we preach the gospel. That's why the devil wants to, to shut the church up. That's why the Democrats want to shut the church up. Because it's only the preaching of God. That's the power of God to salvation. Yes. He wants to shut the church up. Shut the church down. All, the, all this is going against Trump. It's not really about Trump at all. It's about who Trump supports. He supports the church. The body of Christ. That's, the, that's what they're going after. They're going after you. They're going after your beliefs and your faith. Let me ask you a question. Could you have anything in your heart that could disqualify you from the coming move of God? That's why Jesus said, examine yourself to see if you're really in the faith. 
Could it be the pandemic shaking? Or you, or you could call it a pandemic because the devil planned this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not pandemic. It's, it's pandemic. Could it be the pandemic shaking sapped your faith, brought fear, and caused you to be disobedient so you listened to science rather than God? You followed the dictates of men rather than what the word of God says. It says don't forsake the assembling of, of yourself like others do. Go to church. Go to church. God loves the church. Everybody say that. God loves the church. Amen. Are you ready to go a little deeper, somebody? Praise the Lord. And today we're going to compare some statistics of the American Revolution. Let's see how it compares with American believers then and now. I'm going to run through these statistics and then we're going to back up and and kind of look at each one of them individually. During the American Revolution, listen to this, only 3% went to fight. Only 3% went to fight during the American Revolution. During the American Revolution, only 10% supplied goods and services. Only 10%. During the American Revolution, 37% fought with the enemy against America. 37% 37% fought with the enemy. And number four, during the American Revolution, 50% did nothing. Now let's, now let's look at that. The first one, during the American Revolution, only 3% went to fight. Haggai 1.14 says, And the Lord stirred up the spirit of all the remnant of the people, and they came and did the work in the house of the Lord of hosts, and it's underlined here, their God. That's the key. Only those who know their God will do exploits. See, so, so I'm going to speak to those right now who don't know. I don't have a relationship with their God. I want you to pray this prayer after me. A lot of times we do it at the end of the message, but I'm going to do it right now. So just pray this. You say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. You died for the sinner. I repent of my sins. I believe you died for me. I confess Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I believe in my heart he's coming back again for me. And thank you for giving me the Holy Spirit to seal the deal. When you prayed that prayer, you became born again. Now you're, you changed ownership from God uh, is now your father where the devil was your father. Now you're into family of God. A- amen, somebody? Amen. <laughs> amen. And for those that prayed that prayer and get the opportunity, you call the Reverend Church and, and have the pastors pray for you. Okay? Come to this church and be involved in the things of God. Romans 11.5 says, don't be fooled, even though there's a pandemic. That's, that's what I'm saying. It, it says here in, in Romans 11, 5, it, the word says, there's still a remnant at this present time, according to the election of grace working. So there's, there's a remnant. You may not hear them. They may be quiet and silent. But, but there's a remnant that's working all over the world, that's, that's getting ready for this great move of God. Amen. Now, number two, during the American Revolution, it says only 10% supplied goods and services. (laughs) The last survey, I looked this up in 2018, said that only 5% of the uh, tithe to the local churches in America. Only 5%. And 80% of Americans gave only 2% of their income. So actually, we're we're in in a worse shape today than... What happened in the American Revelation for the, for the birth of this nation? They fought for freedom. And now look where the, where the American church is. Only, only 5% ties to local churches and, and of, of them, 80% only gave 2% of their income. Malachi 3, 8 through 11, which, which is a familiar verse. God says, will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, where have we robbed you? 
And he says, in tithes and offerings. And you are cursed with a curse. You know, that's, that's, that's a strong word. That's a strong word to believers. You, you need to be in a local church. And you need to give your tithes. And, and, and then the offerings are the ministry up and above that. But, you know, one thing I like when he talks about that. He says, if you'll bring your tithes and offerings. And you'll give them to me. He says, he says I'll, I'll, what does he say? I'll rebuke the devil for you. <laughs> Amen. Now, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 and 10 says, Know ye not that the righteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, that's the homosexuals, nor abuse of themselves, nor thieves. What did God say? If you don't give your tithes and offerings, you're, you're a thief and a robber? Nor coveters, nor drunkards, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. You know, some might say, well, well Jesus became a curse for me. He, he took the curse became for me, so, so I don't really have to tithe because uh, I'm, I'm under him. I'm not cursed. But Jesus also said, if you know to do something and you don't, it's what? Sin. If you know to do something. Tithe came all the way from the beginning in Genesis. It tithe is part of the church. 10%. It's, it's like a tax. Do you, do you give the IRS an, an offering? No, it's a tax. You pay it or, or there's consequences. Well, God's the same way. You, we do it willingly. For those who give willingly, God said, I'll bless. But still, it's, it's a requirement for God to tithe. Give your 10%. It's a tax, you might say. But, but there's, with God, there's tied multitude blessings. Amen, somebody? Amen. See, there, there are some things uh, of the shaking that are exposing in the body of Christ. Giving them opportunity. Giving people opportunity to surrender all to God. Israel allowed mixture to enter their ranks. And over time, it brought idolatry and the shedding of innocent blood. Psalm 106, 35 says, They were mingled among the heathen and learned their works. And they served their idols, which was a snare to themselves. Yea, they sacrificed their sons and daughters unto devils and shed innocent blood. Even the blood of their sons and daughters, they sacrificed unto idols and the land was polluted with blood. Therefore, the wrath of God kindled against his people. You know, the Bible says in the very beginning with, in Genesis, when, when, when Cain killed his brother Adam, Abel, it says the blood cried out from the ground. You know, blood has a voice. That's what it says. What do you think the, is going on today when over 60 million, just in America alone, have been aborted? What do you think that is crying out to God? The blood of all those children is crying out to God. That's why I said the track has been laid for judgment. Because if you study Israel, God allowed his, his own people to be, the Bible says they were wiped, wiped off like you wipe a plate. God wiped them out because they shed innocent blood. They got involved in idolatry and began to shed innocent blood. That's why America, 60 million plus. See, the Democratic, the Democratic Party, the party of abortion, has to this day killed more than 60 million innocent children. That's some 22,000 a day. That's some 250,000 an hour. While we're while we're here in this time period, 250,000 an hour. Or over, let's put it this way, over 4,100 a minute, over 70 every second. 70 are boarded in America. Everybody snap your finger. 70,000 were boarded in America. How critical is this time that you vote, that you speak up, that you preach the gospel? Now, I, I can tell you, if I don't believe Biden and, and his Democratic Party are going to get in. I believe it's going to be an overwhelming Trump. But if perchance they would get in, you can count the judgment of God accelerating in America. It's going to come quickly to America. 
Because the blood is, is, is crying out to God. Amen, somebody? Let me take a water break. Thank God for water. Now, number three, in the American Revolution, 37% fought with the enemy. <laughs> wow, that's, that's just mind-boggling to think that, that they fought the American Re Revolution for freedom, and yet there's people that fought. Americans didn't want freedom. There's, there's people today that don't want to be free. They don't want to be free. The, the Democratic Party has been systematically removing God and everything pertaining to God. Pictures, the Ten Commandments, prayer out of every place in America. Isn't that true? Their own recent Democratic Convention removed every mention of God out of their convention. I mean, did you know that? I didn't waste my time watching it because they have no platform. Their only platform is get Trump. Get Trump. Slander Trump. Lie about Trump. That's their platform. How many people who call themselves Christians, believers, have aligned themselves with a party that sheds innocent blood through abortion? They're, on the, they're in the 37% that are fighting with the enemy. Fighting against God, only so many don't know it. If you, let, me ask you, let me ask you a question. If, if Coach and I decide to go to the bank... We're going to go down here and we're going to make a withdrawal. We're, we're going to take a gun and we're going to withdraw some funds. Now I'm going to send Coach in. I'm going, to, I'm going to stay in the car. I'm going to be driving the car. I'm sending Coach in there to go make a withdrawal. He pulls the gun out. And in the process, he kills a guard. According to the law, the fact that I was in agreement with, with, with robbing that bank... It says, I am guilty just as coach is of murder. Just as guilty. I'll be, I'll be tried for the same crime. <laughs> Listen to this. If you are willing to come in agreement with a party whose platform is abortion, and you vote for them, you are just as guilty of shedding innocent blood as the doctor who performs the act. And God will hold you accountable for that. You're just as guilty. If you vote for a politician, if you vote for the Democratic Party and, and, and their platform is, well, we could go through their platform. I mean, it's just ungodly, wicked things that they're trying to do against the church. You'll be just as guilty as they are. Here's, you know, my wife, it's, it's amazing. My wife and I, had, we, do some, we do support Trump. And we put a couple of Trump sides, signs, posters out in our front yard. The next day, we looked across the street, and, uh, and there was a, a Biden sign. Uh, a couple of Biden signs, just like ours in their yard. But here's the irony. These people are Catholic. In their front yard, they have about a three-foot statue of Mary standing there. <laughs> in their front yard. And they put the Biden sign right in front of Mary. Now, here's the thing. If Mary was a Democrat today, Jesus probably would have been aborted. John the Baptist and all the apostles, gone! Just like the 60 million are gone today. I just wonder. With the statue of Mary staring at the poster of an abortionist, if it would speak, if she could speak to that, what would she say about a Catholic who supports a party that sheds innocent blood. And we have a lot of... I love the Catholics. Bless the Catholics. But it's not just the Catholics. There's Baptists and Methodists and all different ones that have signs in their yards that are supporting an abortion. The real issue today in the party is does the politician of the party vote for abortion? Do, do they vote for innocent blood? Shedding innocent blood? That's the real platform of who you vote for today. It's not about personality. It's about what they actually do. And Trump has proved himself over and over. He's got some personality. How many agree there? Yeah. I mean, uh, if you're a wrecking machine that's sent by God to, to, to wreck the political corruption, it's not going to be pretty, is it? No. 
Okay, well he's not, he's not, it's not pretty. He's straightforward, he tells it like it is, because that's what we need to drain the swamp. Amen. Amen, somebody? (laughs) See, we know hell is real, and God's warnings about hell are real, so why do people still fight with the enemy? Why do they still fight against God? Ecclesiastes 8.11 tells us. It says, because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. <laughs> because lightning doesn't come down like Elijah and, and kill them, they're going to continue doing their wicked deeds. <laughs> and and I was just, let's put it like this. You know, Pelosi, lightning didn't come down and hit... Pelosi's deep freeze and, and ruin her ice cream. I mean, if that would have happened, maybe Pelosi would have woke up. And maybe, maybe would have got a little alarmed. But it didn't happen. So what do they do? They continue attacking Trump. Continue attacking the church. Amen. So the only recourse we have at this time is to vote wicked men out of office. And to voice your opposition. That's what the church is looking for today. That's what God's looking for. A voice. Where, where are all the preachers? Where are all the preachers, you know, saying, speaking against wickedness? We need, we need people to stand up and, 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 and come against this. You know, that's why when, when the Roe versus Wade decision was actually brought in, they actually went to the pastors... I got the agreement of the pastors who, who allowed it to be put into law. Yeah. When, they, when they decided to get prayer out of schools, who did they go to? The pastors. And they allowed it. See, you know, I, I believe there are thousands and thousands of Democrats who don't really believe what the radical left are trying to do and the wicked things they stand for. I, I, I believe that. There's, there's even people that are independents and whatever that haven't put their whatever vote in that. But I also believe we're going to see a massive surge of Democrats. For fear of man won't speak up, but I believe at the polls they're going to unanimously vote for Trump. I believe we're going to see at the polls. Hmm. Oh, yeah. well, I feel the anointing on this. That God's going to, you know, God's not going to stop, stand by, and let the church. Go under. He's going to have a, a victorious church. He's going to have a church, the Bible says, that has the glory of God. Yes. So, so I believe you're going to see at the last minute, millions of Democrats who are going to go in there and secretly, you know, they're going to go in there like they're a Democrat. They might even wear the Biden pin, but you can't wear pins while you go vote. But they're going to be wearing it outside, and when they take it off, go inside, they're going to vote for Trump. Hallelujah. The, God's going to pull one on the devil again. I, I believe it with all my heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And number four. In America, revolution. 50% did nothing. See, it, it is reported today that over 5 million believers aren't even reg- reg- registered to vote. Over 5 million believers aren't even registered to vote. In the election of Obama, he won by, by about 2.5 million votes. But do you, do you know that 3.5 to 4 million believers did nothing, never voted? That's why Obama got in there. The worst president in the history of the church. A total enemy of America. Yes. You know, Obama should, Obama should go to prison. He should go to prison for treason. Yes. Clinton should go to prison for, tra- for treason. Obama funded... ISIS. He funded the terrorist group, giving them billions of dollars, what, $1.5 billion in cash. Just dropped it in, in Iran. What is that? That's treason. And, and Clinton, she sold, she heard the Bidens and, and, and all those involved helped sell uranium to Russia, our enemy. Treason. And there's many others that agreed with that. See, the Christian who doesn't vote is in reality giving the other side their vote. Matthew 25. In fact, I'm going to take a second real fast and and just read it real quick. 
It said, Then shall the kingdom of God be likened like the ten virgins, who took their lamps, went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, five were foolish. And they that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in the vessels with the lamps. And while the bridegrooms tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise said, Not so, lest there not be enough for us and you. So you go and, and rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came and they were ready. That were ready, went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Uh, and afterwards came the other virgins and said, Lord, Lord, open to us. And he answered and said, Verily I send you, I don't know who you are. <laughs> Hallelujah. What, so, in other words, five had the oil, the anointing, ready for Jesus. Let me tell you, there's been a cry given. Jesus is coming back soon. Yes. He's coming back quicker than what you, what you think. The Bible says he's coming like lightning to the back. So five had run out of oil, and when the call was given, Jesus was coming, they went to find oil. And because they, they ran out, the door in heaven was shut, and they couldn't get in. When out, when, there's going to be many believers that play in church, fooling around, not really submitted to God. Many are staying home watching TV. Many are, 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 are just not going to church anymore. And when the, when, when the cry comes... And the rapture goes, the church goes out, there's, there's going to be many who are going to be left here. And the Bible says that that's when, that's when the Antichrist comes. And the only way they're going to have the chance to go, they'll have a second chance, how, and they're going to have to die for their faith. They'll be actually beheaded for their faith. That's coming. So isn't it better, church, to go in the first ship? When the call is given, get yourself ready right now to go. That's what this shaking is all about. It's to get your attention and, and realize that time is running out. So, is it saying 50% of the church, no anointing, not ready, not doing, not doing anything. Just like the American Revolution, 50% not doing anything. Not getting ready. Listen, for the 50% who chose to do nothing, is still a choice. And choices have consequences. Even doing nothing is still a choice. Okay, now let me ask you a question. Every believer, every believer here in this room and those watching, do you have enough oil, enough anointing to go with Jesus when he calls? Secondly, when most of the churches in America have closed their doors, where can you go to get the oil that you lack? Where can you go to get the oil? You know, that's why, that's why God admonishes you to get the oil where you can. Because the, the days are coming where you won't be able to find it. I, I think in, in, in many cities, that's what you're finding. You can't find a place. You can't find a church open. There's some governors have shut the churches down, which is against the Constitution. And, and they're staying shut. They're believing what, what the governors are saying rather than... Some people need to go to jail. Protest. Get your church in. Rodney Hyde Brown did that at the Reverend Church. That's part of this church. Went to, went, to, went to jail. And three days later, it was overturned. Hallelujah. Praise God. But pastors now need to stand up. Get your churches open, pastors. Get your, get, get your church. Believers, go back to church. So, so where can you go to, to get the oil can? Thirdly, even if some of, the, some of these, those who, gets, who get the guts, you might say, to open, are they of the 95% of churches in America who have no altar calls, no one prays for the sick, no one prays for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, no one is winning the loss, no one is getting delivered or cast out devils. 95% of the body of Christ do none of that. So... You're going to get the oil in those churches? Listen, if you're hungry for more of God, thirsty for the anointing, you'll find it here at the Reverend Church of McAllen. Amen. You call the church. You come to church. Join this church. And, and, and let God anoint you. Fill you with the Holy Ghost. And everybody say, and fire! And fire! Now let's look at, let's look at another parable in, in Matthew 25. 
I want to read it real quick. For the kingdom of God is like a man traveling to a far country, called his own service, delivering to, into them his goods. And one of them gave five, one gave two, and to another he gave one. And to every man according to the severability, straight away he took his journey. Then he that had received, received the five talents went and traded with the same, made five. Likewise, those that received the two gained two. But he that digged one, that had received one, and digged in the earth, and he hid the money in the, in the earth. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and reckoned with him. <clears throat> so that he had received five talents, came and brought other five talents. said, Lord, you delivered him five talents. Here they are. And the Lord said to him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. <clears throat> and he also that received two talents. Came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, behold, I've gained two other talents beside these. And the Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew that you were a hard man, reaping where you have not sown, and gathering where you have not strawed. I was afraid. What's the church doing today? They're afraid. And went and hid the talent in the earth. And, th- and there has been in the earth. I've done nothing with it. And the Lord said, said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed, and gathered where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore have put my money to the exchangers, and at my coming I should have received mine usury. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it to him that has ten. For every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. And from him that hath shall be taken away even what he has. Listen to this. And cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, and there shall be weeping and gnashing to tear. Nothing of teeth. Did God send him to hell? Where do you think you're going to go for weeping and gnashing of teeth? Uh, of teeth? That's hell. Is it important to give? Is it important to be faithful? Hallelujah. See, the one person who was given the one talent to use, what did he do like the, those in the American Revelation? 50% did nothing. So the, the person who had the one talent to use, what did he do with it? He did nothing with it. See, Jesus called him a wicked and slothful servant. And he cast him into outer darkness. What if the thing given you to use was, was, was your money, like you said right here? And you gave nothing. What would Jesus say to you? If, if we just read uh, earlier that only 5% in 2018 of Americans gave to local churches, but only of 80% of that, only 2%. Are they thieves and robbers? Wow, it's getting really quiet. I, I hear the silence out there and those watching. It's really quiet. You know, this is the time, to, the, that's what the shaking is all about. It's to shake all those lies of the devil off you. And, and get you back online to what God wants you to do. Jesus said, the measure you give will be the same measure I will give to you. I'll measure you with the same measure you give. That's, that's the measure step that he has is what you do. He measures you with your same measure. Wow, that's pretty heavy, isn't it? What, what if the thing given to you to use was your vote? What would Jesus say for you for not voting and doing nothing? What would he say to you today? The, the peril of the talent. He, he gives us a, a, an idea. What if the first thing, uh, the one thing giving you to do was win one soul? If 90% of believers, including the pastors in America, have never led anyone to the Lord, what would Jesus say to them or to you? Re- really, I think every believer, if every believer that got born again would have led one person to the Lord, we probably would have gone to, the, gone to, to the heaven probably 100 years ago. Long time ago. See, here's the thing. And I'm going to start winding this down. Look at someone and tell them we're almost done. If you stay in the 37% to fight with the enemy, you will eventually fight God fighting against you. You will. If you stay in the 50% to do nothing, you will find out that God cannot do anything for you. 
That's, that's the reality. If you get nothing, you'll get nothing. All it takes to change your destiny is a decision to let God change your heart. See, I have a word for the church today, for those listening. Wake up! Wake up! See, I just, I just pray that, 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 that if anybody watches this, gets to see this, that the fear of the, fear of the Lord would come upon you. And you realize that, that there is a hell, that there is, that, that, you, that you need to get back, back to God. Repent, get back to God. Why don't, you, why don't you call out to God today and say, I've been on the wrong side. God, move me to the other side. Why don't you call out to God and say, I've been only 50% from, of nothing. Make me, transform me to 100%. <laughs> See, it's time to wake up the mighty man. There's actually a script that, that says that. Wake up the mighty man. It's time to surrender everything to God. It, it's not how you start that matters, it's how you finish. See, this, this, the church is, is going to finish strong and have the, the glory of God. Yes. The, the question is, are you part of the church? See, for those who may see this and, and for those who are, who, who are here today, if you mean business, what I want you to do is stand to your feet. If you mean business, stand. And, th- and those that, that will see this, you stand to your feet. Because if you won't stand up for God now, you won't stand up for God when the glory comes, when persecution comes. You won't. You know, Peter said, though everyone leave you, I'll, I'll, I'll stand up for you. And, and what happened to Peter? Jesus said, you know, when, when persecution comes, you, the, you're going to crow like a chicken. The chicken's going to crow like you or something like that. I'm just, I'm just playing with you on that. But what did Peter do? He repented. And, and God used him so greatly that a, sh- a shadow healed the sick. Because he came back to the glory. And, and uh, so, uh, so here's what I want to do right now for, the, for not this church. This church, I believe, is uh, they're 100%ers. But, uh, but I want to pray right now for those out there. And, and we can speak the word. It's not about what's being recorded. It's, it's about declaring right now to America. So, so you agree with me. Father, as, as we speak to those in America, for the 38 percenters, Lord, who, who, who are fighting with the enemy, we loose you in the name of Jesus. We command the devil to let you go free. Yes. Lord, we command multitudes of people who've been voting for the wrong, for the wrong party, Lord, we, we declare a switch. Right now, in the body of Christ, right now, a switch right now. We, could, we send angels out, multitude angels to go out right now to every person that's in the 38% or, or even more, I believe it's more than that. And, and let them switch over. And, and vote for the right, vote for God. It's a vote for God. It's not a vote about the party. It's a vote, it's a vote for righteousness and peace and joy. And, and Lord, for the 50% who do nothing. Lord, we, we pray, Holy Spirit, that the fire of God would, would, would come upon them. And you would empower them to become the men and women of God you want them to be. Yes. Lord, pastors, for believers, Lord, will receive the glory of God on their lives. And we'll give you the praise for it today. And everybody said? Amen. Amen, amen. amen. Now, you can be seated. I'd like to take a minute now for the... We're going to take up the offering. And we're going to receive it. Amen, amen. So, so you have your offering, take it, hold it up. And, uh, and we're going to declare what the Word says. Father, as we, as we thank you right now. That you give us, Lord. And we're returning, giving back to you. So, Lord, we declare... Every offering here and those giving. Lord, if you need to give, you, you, you give to the River Church of MacAllen. It's, it's on the internet. You can find it. Uh, it's on Facebook also. <laughs> but Lord, we, we just declare a harvest to every person that gives. Lord, blessings. Lord, a, a, a hundredfold blessing to them. In Jesus' name. Okay, go ahead and pass it. And then we're going to take a minute to pass out the communion. We're going to take communion. Amen. And I'll ask my lovely wife to come up and and help me today.
But that's okay. We're good. Amen. Amen. Thank you, baby. Isn't my wife pretty? Yes. You know, we've been we've been married now fifty one years. Praise God. God's been good. And and what's kept us all these years? It wasn't me, it wasn't her, it was God. It was. God is the cement that, that keeps the marriage together, that keeps the family together. Yes. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. And you pray for the bread. And I'll pray for the juice. Father God, we thank you for this that you provided for us. Jesus, that you gave willingly. It wasn't an accident, but it was on purpose. And you purposed for us to have life and health and prosperity and joy that comes into us for our strength. We bless this, the bread that we take, as for your body that you broke for us. And that it does completely what you designed. And that it is for your glory and honor we do this as we walk and be a witness every day. Take and eat now. I'm going to take the juice when you're ready. You know, Jesus, when, when Jesus appeared on the scene, the first thing he said was, repent. Repent. For the kingdom of God is, is, is near you. So, so, so today, Lord, as, as we lift up the blood, it was only through the shedding of blood that we have remission of sins, that we can call ourselves believers, that we can become born again. So, so as we take it by faith, we thank you, Lord, that every sin is under the blood, that we are not condemned, there's no condemnation to any believer, that there walks in the Spirit, that walks with Jesus. And we thank you right now that, that, that you heal everybody, that you restore, that you refresh the body of Christ right now in yes. Jesus' name. Take it by faith. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you. Now, thank you for those that joined today. The River Church, our prayer for America, we're in a, in a spiritual battle, a get in the battle. There's no, there's no bystanders in the battle. You, you have to get in the fight. You have to vote. And you have to pray. And you have to seek God. Amen. God bless you today. Thanks for joining the, the River Church today. And we give, as always, the glory to Jesus Christ. Amen.